0: Hi, folks. This week, your only content warning is Dino. Because... <laughs> it just just accept that a Dino content warning has been issued, so anything goes, and I'm apologizing in advance. Um, second thing is, I have animals. Dino, you don't have pets.
1: No, I do have a boyfriend, though.
0: Yeah, so boyfriend noises or pet noises might happen, Um And I think our original content warning of Dino covers the swearing part. One hopes. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's that. Um, Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 225 with special guest host Dino. We're going to talk about holiday cooking. And the funny thing is, this is our second try. Yes. This is our second try because the recording software fucked me. And I ended up with... (laughs) Uh, like <laughs> truncated audio, and I'm like, well, I could just release that, and then we're like, no, 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 we've got time. We'll redo this. It's let's cool. do this thing. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's. So we're here to talk about because the holidays are upon us here in the states, and we're here to talk about holiday cooking because there's a lot to, to think about.
1: There's a lot to think about, and um, honestly, what ends up happening is a lot of people make these really easily preventable mistakes, um, or as we've been calling them, you know, additions to the blooper reel. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ask me how well, I know. Um. <laughs>
1: uh, well, basically, these are not easily preventable, but they're preventable. And mm-hmm. this goes from everything from uh, I burnt dinner to um, I dinner took way more hours than I thought it should have, to um, dinner, what dinner? I thought we were ordering pizza, and then four oh, hours yeah. later, the pizza drivers are like rammed, backed up like you would not believe, because it's Thanksgiving and everybody burned the turkey. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, and and then I, I think we should go in with what we. Uh, the, the one thing I do want to emphasize as we get started, and we'll go over this, I'm sure, a couple times, is no matter what happens, just remember that this is about being together, right? All of these holidays. Right and spending time with either your found family or your family family or whatever you consider family it's about seeing each other and while there is a whole lot of pressure to put on the perfect meal
1: yeah
0: that is absolutely positively not the focus and people Nor is it are a going to be
2: yeah <laughs>
0: There's no such well, okay. thing as
2: the
1: perfect meal. I mean, like you can go out to a five-star restaurant, there's nothing such thing as the perfect meal. I have worked in True. restaurants, I know that there's no such thing as a perfect meal. Things are happening. It's like um when you look at a swan, you know, it looks real graceful on the surface, but there's a whole lot of crap going on underneath the surface of the water that nobody has to see.
0: Yeah, very important that all that stuff that goes on, but it's it's like How did how does Earth, It's like when Ursula and I are going voting, she's like, well, it's time to make the sausage. We don't we ha- we don't want to know how it's made. We don't want to see what's in it, but we have to do it anyway. Um, yeah.
1: So we we actually came up with well, by we I mean me came up with a set of notes that we put on the Google Drive um, so that right. we can collaborate on this. And um, Kevin, I think you're going to make that available for people once we I, finish.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it. Uh, plus the soup recipe that we're going to talk about. Yes. Um, And I'm going to wrap that into a nice PDF and just that will be the show notes. Cool. (laughs) Um,
1: So the reason that we made notes on this particular one is that there's so much to cover that I didn't want to miss something that's really, really important. Um, Reason being, I have been cooking since I was about 10 years old. I'm now 39. Um, I've been cooking, you know, I have cooked professionally for like seven years. Um, I... I, I love cooking. it's It's a thing I do, and I'm used to cooking large quantities um, for random people whom I don't know who will throw random dietary restrictions or dietary dislikes or right. and it's all it all gets in there. Um, and so you can see me when I'm cooking for somebody else's holiday, and I'm like, let's go to the grocery store and see what looks likely. And then we pick out a bunch of right. seemingly random shit. And then all of a sudden, a couple of hours later, there's a full meal on the table, and people are like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Didn't know that could happen. And everything got out at the same time. Everything finished at the same time. It's all piping hot when it gets to the table. And I can do that because I've been cooking for (laughs) decades. And I've cooked professionally for a long time, so I can wing it. I don't want you to wing it, because (laughs) if you haven't done this on a regular basis, you're you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for not necessarily disaster, but like a lot more aggravation and work than you really should be doing. Because like Kevin said, the point of the holiday is to bring people together, whether they are your actual like blood family or your actual found family or, you know, however that looks like for you. We've been in quarantine for the past year and God knows how fucking long, like, you have to wear oh, a fucking mask everywhere you go. We can finally see each other. We can finally travel to see each other. You know, it's the, it, there's a lot of pressure because it's like the first time since who knows how long. For some of you, this is the first time you've hosted at your house. Um, for yeah. some of you, you know, we've lost relatives and this is the first time the family's really coming together. We couldn't do it for the funeral. We couldn't do it for the hospital stay. And like finally, the holidays are here. We're all vaccinated. We're all going to get together. Um, so, there's a lot of pressure and and I like whenever you're whenever you're listening to us talking about like here are some guidelines to help you along the way, always bear in mind that the whole fucking point of this goddamn holiday thing in the first place is that you get some time <laughs> off of work. you get together with people that you love um and that you care about and that you want to be near and that you have the ability and the blessing to be able to do so. I'm not religious. I'm an atheist, but like I, I'm using the word blessing, not in the God sense, but in the sense of like, it's something good that comes into your life that. Yeah. 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 Earned or unearned or call it what you will point is, is like being able to see everyone and not have someone have to drop out because they got a COVID scare or something is fucking amazing. (laughs)
0: Yup. Yup. And, and let me just, um, Point out, by the way, uh, we talked about this in the other recording, but I, I want to reemphasize. I learned to cook over an open fire in yes. the Boy Scouts, starting at age 11. I've been doing this for 40 some years now. Um, <laughs> 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 <It'll> be, I, <laughs> Don't I, do the I, math. It, yeah. Don't do the math. I know, I know. No, in January I'll be 51, so it'll have been 40 years, really. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've learned to improvise the hard way in the if I, if we don't come up with something, we have nothing to eat because we just spill right. the hamburgers into the fire fire. So, right. like, you know, and of course, you, the famous story of how I won Ursula as hard as she showed up at my house one day with ground lamb, uh, a pile of vegetables. And I was like, can you make this into food? And I made her shepherd's pie. And that was that.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> she was like, this one's a keeper. We're good.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, uh, but and it wasn't my best shepherds pie, and uh, but that sure. that wasn't the point. The point was that uh, we had a good time together in the kitchen. She chopped things, I cooked things. It all worked out. Sure, sure, sure. And and, and yeah. that's that's the whole
1: point. Is like maybe it's not necessarily something that you would have considered impressive, but for Ursula, that must have been like a oh, holy shit. This is like some witchcraft. I.
0: She doesn't cook. She doesn't cook. Her her ex husband was a short order cook, right? Right. Um, So it's all—it's like she never had to learn to cook, so she didn't. Um,
1: Well, and on KU KUEC multiple times, she's like, "When Kevin's out of town, I'll order Chinese and eat it over the sink."
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when she's out of town, I'll eat chips and salsa over the sink. So, I mean, we both revert to our pre you know, to our bachelorhood uh, <laughs> grunting and eating over the sink habits. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but what we don't want, I guess, at the end of the day, and maybe, maybe we do want, as long as everyone has a good time, if the entire family or the entire gathering is eating chips and salsa over the sink, as long as they're happy, right? I mean, that's Actually, the whole point. I think,
1: Kev, that's an excellent segue into one of the final points, but it's such a good point to have in the in your back yes. pocket. Have a backup plan. If yes. the turkey is a blackened mess and you have to just feed it to the dog, if, you know, the, the lasagna that you had planned on, everything is rock hard because you forgot to turn on the fucking oven, if, you know, there are yep. a million things that can go stupid wrong... If your backup plan is because I, I, we had said this in the previous recording and I don't think we should say it this time, don't order Chinese or, or pizza because they are slammed. These people are working yeah. on their day off. They are getting mm-hmm. phone calls left, right, and center with people being complete assholes because their dinner got fucked. Yeah. Um, and, and so like the delivery drivers are going to be overstressed. Your Uber driver is going to be overstressed. Everybody is way over strained, your backup plan should be something that can be put together fairly quickly, um yep. with the least amount of fuss. Be that a pound of pasta and a jar of sauce out of the pantry, that is fine. Be that like some frozen tater tots and some chicken nuggets or something like that. And some you know, um dipping sauce from the packet drawer. Like whatever that looks like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kevin knows the packet drawer.
0: <laughs> not anymore. Not since since uh, the kids moved out, we don't have a packet drawer anymore.
1: You probably don't order a ton of
0: takeout. Uh, well, we have upscaled our takeout, is what happened.
1: <laughs> like the lovely Greek lady who makes you stuff grape leaves.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. But but not like I, I no longer have a packet drawer full of McDonald's ketchup wrappers or right. McDonald's ketchup packets and Taco Bell hot sauces because, right. you know, sometimes we'll have that, but it's not the big thing. This also segues kind of into the, we are working. We were said I said we shouldn't work in reverse order. We're going to end up working in reverse order anyway, right? Um, <laughs> you should think of the backup plan when you're doing your shopping.
1: Right. Right. right? Because, like, if you um, are dead set on mashed potatoes, get the little Idahoan, like, granule mashed potatoes so that worse comes to worse. Your potatoes didn't boil. Their potatoes that they had were the wrong type, and it comes out a gummy mess because someone decided to put it in the food processor and hit start, and I don't know what he was thinking.
2: Asking <laughs> how I know.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, mess. Um, yeah, but these I, things I, happen, I, I, like
0: I prefer coming. the Idahoan most of the time. Don't don't tell anybody.
1: Oh. I, I called it out by brand because like I remember from KUEC, you guys would be like oh, yeah. okay as as granule potatoes go the Idahoan is like top of the line like good oh yeah
0: yeah 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 they're the ones that cavers take with them to reconstitute in the cave and eat yes. um you know that when they're that, going for me, that's like, and whatnot yeah but but part of that is yeah I mean grab some things as a backup plan when you're doing your shopping. <laughs> You know, and have that list so you're not making decisions in the middle of the grocery store, and
1: in the midst of chaos. To be honest,
0: yes. Uh, and you know, I mean, I'm not afraid to give somebody an elbow if I'm trying to get the last turkey in the freezer section. But I'm also not shopping <laughs> on the day when there's only going to be like three turkeys left in the freezer section. Shopping right. in advance right. is important, right?
1: that segues into that point
0: (laughs) that was exactly where I was heading (laughs) haha
1: but yeah so like have a backup plan because this is um, like I told the story to Kevin before when I used to um, entertain I would make hummus for my guests and I Didn't mind using the dried chickpeas because I didn't have a lot of money, but I did have plenty of time. So I'd soak the chickpeas overnight, cook them in the pressure cooker, have them, you know, cooked up, make fresh hummus from scratch, and then, like, put it on the table along with a bunch of little, you know, side thingies, pita bread, veggies, whatever the fuck you want. And people would dip in that, and then they would, you know, that would be a really nice appetizer, uh, fairly easy to do um, because I couldn't afford the pre-made hummus at all. Um, And it was still cheaper than buying, like, the canned chickpeas, but I would always keep a couple of cans of chickpeas on hand um, for, a quote, emergency hummus, because I cannot tell you how many times it had happened. We ate our appetizers. We ate our dinner. Three hours later, we've drank through like a couple of bottles of wine each. And we are getting that drunk hungry where you don't oh, yeah. want something. You don't want a recap of dinner because you already ate dinner. Now you just want something snacky want something salty you want something that's kind of creamy that's kind of like gonna scratch that itch and you know i don't i have done this before and i will tell your listeners do not do this drunken deep frying though delicious is not a very safe thing to do (laughs)
0: no no i love the air fryer because the air fryer at least i i can operate semi-conscious
1: Right. Right. And and so like if you have an air fryer, have some frozen dust and so that you can shove in the air fryer for like 12 minutes and it's done. Um, Yeah. But whatever your backup plan looks like, um, these are things that are for you very easy to put together that you can knock up in your sleep, that you can do, you know, (laughs) drunk, (laughs) that you can do like uh, regardless of what is going on. At some point, if if um, you you have a backup plan, and literally the only reason you do it is because everybody's had a few, and they just want something to like take the edge off, and you've already finished all the appetizers and all the sidey snacks that you've bought, um, you have bought, and just want to knock up something real quick. I'll tell you right now, midnight tater tots are fucking delicious.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, uh, one of the things I'll do is I will mix like. I keep cheap salsa on hand, and I keep black beans, canned black beans all the time. A can of black beans, an equal amount of salsa in the microwave over, you know, tater tots or leftover rice. Just boom, done, five minutes. Um, And sometimes I'll have leftover rice because we've got the fancy rice cooker. You may not have that option, but a cheap rice cooker, you can throw that in and you'll have rice in no time.
1: In no right. time at all, and and you can yeah. buy them at the thrift store for like $5, $10, you can buy them oh, yeah. on I do have a brand recommendation um, for the listeners the Aroma 10 cup uh, rice cooker um, that is in black, I believe and it's completely enclosed, it's not one of those cheapy ones that just has the glass lid it's the full yeah, yeah, yeah. works, it's about $30 um, on Amazon and while it is more expensive than your cheapy glass lidded models, um, they last a very, very long time. They cook rice extremely well. I would say as good as the zojirushi, as good as the cuckoo rice cookers that oh, cost three, four, yeah. $500. Um, because if all you're making is either white rice or brown rice and just the one type of rice that you buy all the time and you don't need the subtle nuances of like, sushi rice right. or like glutinous rice or, or kanji or like the 30,000 different kinds that I'm sure yours has and mine has. Oh yeah. yeah if yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. multiple settings, you just need white rice, brown rice on off warm. That's it. This is a perfect machine. Yeah. And it's one that I recommend to everyone. It does have a nonstick um, inner liner. So like it doesn't really make it clean up as a breeze. Um, yes. It, it doesn't scorch because the issue that I've had with those glass-lidded ones is that the bottom tends to scorch. Yeah, there is are direct heat not in the air. Correct. But the aroma is also direct heat. But for some reason, the engineering on that little $30 machine is worth every penny. Um, I got mine back in, like, 2015 when I upgraded to the fancy Korean one. I gave that one to the boyfriend who has it at his house and he's been using it ever since. And that little fucker is still going strong. So like all said and done um, for value for money, bang for the buck. It's well worth every penny. Get the aroma 10 cup um, black one. I I don't remember if it was 10 cup or eight cup. It's one of those two, Um, but it's, it's Yeah. yeah. Like always good to have, a rice cooker, um, always good to have, like, a toaster oven or, like, an air yep. fryer or these doofy little gadgets that, you know, everybody makes fun of. An instant pot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if yeah. you have all four burners of your stove occupied and your um, oven is occupied with the turkey, you want to have some place to park your side dishes either to get hot or to stay hot.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. And and if you're like me, you don't use the warmer drawer under your oven for anything Correct. but pan storage, and right. honestly, I think the mice have been getting in there. So, I anytime I use a pan from under there, I wash it first. So, right, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, okay, so like just like we said, yeah. have a backup plan. Um, in your backup mm-hmm. plan, like Kevin said, have that as part of your shopping list, and no. don't do what I do, which is go into a store and buy what seems likely. Because the thing is, I have done this. For such a long time that even though I'm telling you we're going to get what looks likely, I already have a list in the back of my head of the stuff that I'm going to need at every single cooking session. I'm always going to need onions. I'm always going to need some kind of garlic. I'm always going to need some kind of fresh herb, whatever that may look like. If you have that weird cilantro gene where you can't have cilantro, then probably I'm going to get some like rosemary or some thyme or some sage or um, some basil or or something. Um, I'm going to want at least a can of coconut milk because a lot of the South Indian food uses coconut milk. I uh, and, it, and it tastes really good. So, like, I like to have it on hand. Um, I'm probably going to get some kind of tomato product, I, whether it's yep. canned or fresh, whatever I can get my hands on. I'm probably going to get a five-pound bag of potatoes because I can guarantee you, you give an Indian five pounds of potatoes, they will make that shit work. <laughs> um, the spices that we use with potatoes are fucking delicious. Even if it's just yes. something oh. as simple as whole cumin seeds, fried in some um, olive oil or some canola oil or peanut oil, um, tossed with some um, boiled potatoes, and then shoved in the oven for 25 minutes until it gets crispy all over, and the perfume of the cumin, oh, and the salt, and the pepper, and everything else that you've added just sits there. Now you've got the little crispy bits, and you've got the little spice, and it's not like hot spicy it's spiced it's flavored yeah um you know it, not a lot of effort way big payoff for it um yeah, yeah, yeah. simple simple thing so like i know that i'm gonna get these things every single time mind you when i say what looks good i mean everything that's not those baseline things so right since i know that regardless of where i'm going i'm always always gonna buy these things I don't need a list because I I 100% buy these things every single time. Um, And I will also ask while I'm in the store, do you have rice at home? Do you have pasta at home? Do you have bread at home? If the answer to all three of these is no, I'm getting at least two out of the three because one of these things is getting eaten. And the other thing, buy a backup (laughs) plan. (laughs) Ta-da!
0: Yeah, because, okay, the potatoes went wrong. But now you've got this oil and cumin. Okay, maybe we put the oil and cumin on the bread and toast it.
1: Sure. Or like the potatoes went wrong because they're too mushy. Guess we're having potato soup now. Ta-da! Yes. Ta-da! This is what I meant to make all along. What do you mean they went wrong? They are perfectly delicious. Eat, eat. Throw some, you know, herbs in there. Call it a night. It will be delicious. So like the pasta went off and it's, Way so mushy that I would not serve it to anybody. That's going in the bin. Uh, <laughs> guess we're having rice. Oh, well. So, like, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know how to do this because I've done it for such a long time, but if you have not done this, make your shopping list for your holiday meal, um, and 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 don't go shopping while you're hungry people tell you this because the thing is is like then you're gonna have those random impulse purchases that you really shouldn't have been buying and then you got home in a fugue state you went through the store in a fugue state where it's like all of a sudden there are seven different kinds of chips and dip in your uh trolley and then you got home and you're like where the fuck are the vegetables i went to the store to get some onions and i don't know where all these
0: yeah no Never, never done that. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, but the other important thing is that so now we'll, we'll rely sort of on my my expertise in this, yeah. which is if you're preparing meat, right? Unless you've ordered in advance, there's not going to be a pre-thawed turkey. Unless you've ordered in advance, there isn't going to be a pre-cooked turkey, Like, the same with, I mean, the ham, you can probably get ham that's cold. If you're going to do a ham, we always have ham and turkey. Because Ursula likes ham, and my aunt wants to keep Ursula happy. Um, So, but you can't just, like, you cannot take a frozen turkey day of and expect to have it done before midnight. It just does not happen. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. It, yep. it, you need to shop in advance um, because, like, if you're – especially with, like, a frozen ham or a frozen turkey, it's going to take a couple days to thaw in the fridge. You can't a just – A
1: couple of days, do you mean, like, you buy it on a Monday and it'll be ready by Wednesday?
0: Um, or yes, that's cutting it close? size. That's – I mean, usually if I'm doing a turkey uh, and it's frozen, I have it in the fridge starting Sunday. Um, okay, okay. So that by Thursday, it's ready. Right, right. And I will buy that turkey sometimes. I mean, they're frozen. You can buy the turkey now. It's the second week of November. We've got two weeks until the main event. You can buy it now, and that way you know it's fine. And hope that your freezer doesn't go out. And if it does, well, then move it to the Mm -hmm. fridge, and it'll it'll still be fine. You know, it's... (laughs) Right. It's... Not going to be in that long window of, oh God, uh, do I have to worry about salmonella?
1: Well, yes. And so, yeah. um, speaking of salmonella, I think it is important to talk about thawing safety because, um, again, yes. abstract concept to me, but you can at least address this because what are the things you are not going to do to thaw your turkey?
0: Uh, well, the first thing you're not going to do to thaw your turkey is you are not going to give it a water bath. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, the, the big thing about—and, uh, and, you know, water bath, that means you put it in the water, you give it a little trickle so that water is constantly moving over it, and it thaws. it's still going to take forever, but you're also likely to get it to warm that way. And so then you've got the salmonella risk. Um, if salmonella's in the turkey, just assume any poultry product has salmonella, except my chickens, because I check. Um, right. <clears throat> yes. Um, but uh, the other thing we're not we're not going to leave it on the counter, let it thaw, oh! ambient temperature. Right. Um, is that a thing people try? I, I, I'm sure they do. Um, yeah. You know, setting it in the oven on a low warm setting, you're going to end up cooking it part way, and that is. You'll end up with a dry bird. Don't even bother with the microwave, trying to thaw it in the microwave. One, if you've got a microwave big enough to fit a turkey, I applaud you. And I know they had that whole thing back in the 80s where you can do your Thanksgiving dinner in your microwave. Let's just, you know, all of your edges are rubbery and crispy and overcooked, and you don't want that at all. Like, um... Now, if you are brining your bird, you want to start that Wednesday night or at least, you know, 24 hours, right? Um, It needs to be, I'd say, about 90% thawed Hmm. because at that point you're sort of working with a cold water bath and it'll be about the same temperature as the fridge and it can finish. It'll finish off in the whole, um, well, spice and fluid exchange. Right. Right. I use Alton Brown's method for brining, typically. Um, but again, I have to plan that in advance and make sure I have the spices and the additives and the things I'm going to put into that brine and ice to pack around it. Right. Those have to go on the list. Right. And I may buy ice on Wednesday. My God, you don't want to be in a grocery store trying to buy ice on Thursday. That is no. Right. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> you know, I have <laughs> right. a big freezer. I'll buy extra ice and put it in the freezer, and it's fine because it's frozen and it's two or three days before. Who cares,
2: Sure, right? Sure.
0: You know, but I mean, still, you you have to you think a little bit about it in advance. I mean, yeah, grandma, you think you would show up, grandma had that turkey, would just take that turkey out of the fridge and in the oven. You have no idea what grandma did before, before you got there.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. Right so you need yep. to buy it in advance and like you said we've got another 2 mm-hmm. weeks before Thanksgiving anyway so this is an yeah. excellent time to go shopping. Absolutely. Most of your all your frozen food is going to be fine. Anything that's pantry yep. shelf stable is going to be fine. To yep. be honest even your fresh produce is going to be fine. Celery, fresh. onions, mm-hmm. potatoes, carrots, these are all things that keep. They're they're not going to go bad because you bought them two weeks in advance versus, you know, like, this is coming out, what, Thursday? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, if y'all go shopping this weekend, um, yeah. it's not too long to hold your produce and your other stuff. Like, this is a reasonable amount of time to go shopping now.
0: Yeah. In my opinion. And, yeah, and it's also, uh, if if you're going to have – You know, if you're buying soft drinks, if you're buying beer, things like that, those will keep. Like, soft drinks, you don't even have to put in the fridge until the day before, right? Right. Beer, depending on the beer you may, and and your local temperature, you may want to be a little more careful with, because the last thing you want to serve everybody skunk beer. But that's, you know, that's a whole other discussion. Um, No, but, like, the point is, is, like,
1: even... If your argument is, well, I don't want to buy the produce until the last minute because I don't want it sitting there. So, like things like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, kale, cauliflower, you don't want them sitting for years. The thing is, get rid of 90% of the shopping that you can right now. Right. So that on the day of, you're not scrambling. So, like, say, for example, you're like, okay, I'm going to go shopping the Sunday before Thanksgiving so that I can get all this sorted. It's still going to be a shit show and a half when you get to the store. I can 100% guarantee oh, yeah. this. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we just came out the back end of festival season for Hindus. Um, I live right by the Indian neighborhood. All of our grocery stores have been an unmitigated shit show for the past month and a half. Like lines out the door, <laughs> people crowding right. around each other, masks around the ankles for all it's worth. You know, like it's, yeah. it's a bad house. So, like, as much as humanly possible um, by getting everything that you can now now. Anything that's non perishable anything that goes in the pantry, anything that goes in the freezer, um, anything that's going to keep, just get it now because then that's one less issue that you're going to face on the day of. And the other cool thing is is that if you forgot something on that list or the store was out of something on your original big-ass list, you still have another two weeks to figure it the fuck
0: out, or go to like we have three, four grocery stores. Yeah, and yeah, yeah well, we do the majority of our shopping at one, like weekly. Um, sure, but if but if they don't have a thing, we have options, right? right? And you know, I know there are food deserts out there, and I know that sometimes Walmart Supercenter is your only option, sure. but Walmart Supercenter has everything, and I. If nothing else, I'm always impressed with their produce for whatever reason. Well, yeah,
1: sometimes your grocery store is a target. Sometimes your local grocery yeah. store is a Dollar Tree, like, because that's what you have. Sometimes it's yep. Aldi. And and the thing about these stores that give you reasonable prices so that you're not breaking the fucking bank on, like, a weeknight dinner um, is that sometimes their inventory tends to rotate a little bit. Not – To the point where you can't find anything but there was um you know a spell where like i couldn't find unsweetened unflavored almond milk um i was able to find flavored almond milk i was able to find soy milk which i love but like all of them have vanilla flavoring and it's not good for cooking Uh, i was able to find everything else and its mother i was not able to find this one particular product and and this happens. And like, if I could, if I, if I had the time to go to another couple of stores, I would have figured it out. I would have found it somewheres. But right. at that time, I was on a bit of a time crunch because I had, again, ask me how I know, waited till the last minute. So it was like, well, guess we're not using that. Um, guess we're not <laughs> um, So like, if you give yourself two weeks to figure out all the shopping, chances are you will be able to find everything on your list because, like right. I said, in the in the hustle and and madhouse of going into the store, we talked about this even when we were talking about shopping during COVID. You remember this one, where it was oh, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're trying to get in and out of there as fast as humanly possible because the press is a bit much. There's a lot of people there. It, they're they're a little bit too much in your grill. You don't want to catch whatever the crisis is that they have. And so, like in your you know anxiety, your panic, your rush, your whatever." Things get forgotten. Things get left behind. Um, They ran out of something. This is very, very common. Um, You thought you were going to be able to get that um, pre-cubed stuffing um, that is the only brand that's vegetarian because you have your vegetarian friend coming over. And you're like, well, I'll make the stuffing vegetarian. um, And then the rest of it will have, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the, the meat eaters can have the stuffing and the vegetarian can have it. So, like, the one brand that you are depending on is out of stock, and or store does not have it, you have two weeks to figure out a plan B. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, Either I, you call a friend and say, hey, you sort this out, or...
0: <laughs> and it also gives you time to do a lot of the prep work. Because yes. there are things you can do in advance. And we... we, we There are a whole bunch of bullet points here. Uh, we're going out of order in the dock now. Like which is fine. <laughs> yeah, if if, if you're going to do something, if you want to do grandma's, grandma's recipe yes. and you've never cooked it before, do not do that the day of. No, no. you have time. <laughs> you have time to try it, you have time to test it, and you have time to fuck it up a couple of times. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have time to read the recipe, and you have a whole section in the document on read the fucking recipe, RTFM. Yes. Read the um, fucking manual, Right.
1: Read the recipe cover to cover. Know that there's, um, you know, a soaking step overnight. Know whether there's a, this has to go in the fridge for three hours. You know, know that sometimes the recipe is not written correctly and there's something that shows up in the instructions that was not there in the ingredients list. And you're like, "Uh, I don't have that. Uh, Yeah, But I've already started making it. So, honey, here's a 20. Go to the store. Get me something. Like yeah do all that shit now and and realize sometimes oh this is a real pain in the ass to do and i don't want to do this for 20 people so story time um my my (laughs) colleague joki um at work um will read the recipe and think "Ah, seems likely i can do this and i'll be like honey okay here's all these steps that go into this thing um This is what you're going to face when you try to do the thing. And she's like, No, 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 Dino, it's fine, it's fine, I got this. And then she'll make it and she'll be like, So that thing you said. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to switch to a bigger display. Hold on. No, no, keep
0: talking, keep talking. Sorry.
1: (laughs) These are tried and true, uh, sorry, tried and tested recipes from her family, you know, where these are people Mm -hmm. who have made these things before a million times. They're like, Here's how you make this thing. And a lot of, Indians who know how to cook will very shorthand the recipes. So, like, if, if um, an Indian friend of mine asks me how I made, like, a potato dish, for example, I'll run down the list of spices that I threw in there. She'll figure out the rest on her own. Yeah,
0: because she I, already knows.
1: Right. Right, Because these are all common techniques that we all use. Like she knows that she's going to have to like boil and peel the potatoes and then chop them in the right size pieces. And then, you know, fry the spices in oil and then toss the potatoes through it and then cook it on low so that it gets crispy. And you know, like, she knows all that other shit. All I need to do is give her the shorthand. Here's the list of ingredients that went in there. And she's like, okay, I know what to do. That's fine. If there's a specific situation, like, um, there's a YouTube video that I have about using dal as a spice, so like, um chana dal or things like that you're usually using them as like a dal you're you're boiling it and then you're adding spices to it there are applications where you're actually using that dal as a spice you're using it as a flavoring agent and in those particular cases where it's like something unusual that you're doing somebody will explain okay so you roast this dal real quick set it aside roast this one real quick set it aside combine it with this 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 and this spice along with coconut shove it in the blender grind it down to a paste and then i'm like oh gotcha now i know what to do from there because again these are all very common. So, like when they're giving her these recipes, they're assuming that she's an accomplished, like you know, home cook of like how many years? She just got married, like this year. She just moved in with her <laughs> with her husband. Like they're, they're you know what I mean. So, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 she's cooked. It's not that she doesn't cook. It's not that she doesn't know how to cook. It's this is the first time that she's like quote keeping house and like, um, you know, trying these out these things out for the first time she may have seen them made a million times but she's never actually had to try her hand at it and so like there's you know certain events that she wanted to you know certain holidays where she wanted to make specific sweets and she got the recipe from her sister who has made it a thousand times so it's not like it's a shitty recipe and then like four hours (laughs) later the original recipe came out a disaster the replacement recipe came out eh, it's fine um there's no food cooked it's just these two sweets um, they're starving it's 9:30 and she's in a foul mood because it's like oh yeah i really want to go well this is my first holiday with my husband i really, you know i wanted to enjoy this with him and this sucks and i hate it and this is terrible and we're hungry and this is, we have these fucking sweets like thank god their neighbors called and we're like hey we just finished making dinner wanna come over <laughs> <laughs> It looks like they did the same thing. Like these are the pitfalls that we're trying to get you to avoid. It's like you yeah. you, you do not make something when people are coming over for company that you have never made before. This is not the time to try out this new exciting you know recipe that you got from this this fancy chef's cookbook. This is the time to make those recipes that you have made five thousand times and that you can do in your sleep.
0: And take your shortcuts. There's so yes. many shortcuts. Use store-bought for things. You don't have to bake homemade bread every day. If you want to make, you can buy frozen ready-to-bake or, you know, the ready-to-bake rolls and bread. It will smell like you cooked it yourself. No one may know the difference. No one cares. Um, Right. Buy the pre-made pie
1: crust buy the pre-made puff pastry. Um, Everybody from Julia Child to uh, the Two Fat Ladies to Martha Stewart to Ina Garten, you know, the the Barefoot Contessa, they all tell you, you can make the puff pastry on your own, but there's really good versions in the store, just buy it. Um, You could make pie crust on your own if you have the time, the patience, and, you know, let's be honest, a marble slab and the hands that make pastry really well, Go nuts. That's fine. If you don't have that, if, you're, if your biscuits come out like bullets, you're probably not going to make a very good pie crust. Let's be honest.
0: Just, yeah, just buy the Grands, buy the Pillsbury. You can right. buy rolls of, you don't even have to buy them in the pan. You can buy rolls of pre-made, ready to unroll and blind bake or fill or whatever you're going to do with it yep. crusts. That's what we use yep. for chicken pot pie, nine times out of ten.
1: They have pies that are already have the fluted edges and everything. That's already in the little aluminum pan that you just shove in the oven with whatever filling you want. Like they sell that. Oh, in yeah. two packs. They sell them in two packs. So you can have a savory pie. I, I... You can have a sweet pie. Like these are, these are all, they're not just stupid shortcuts for lazy people. They're also like viable ingredients that are oh, bought yeah. from the store. It, like I can't tell you how many times I've watched Martha Stewart and she's like go to a good delicatessen and buy marinated artichoke hearts and um fucking roasted yep. red peppers and olives and like all these other little you know um antipasti and set it out in front of people throw some herbs on there throw some olive oil on there so you make it your own meanwhile this is Martha fucking Stewart who like um raises her own chickens gets her own eggs and then makes like her own god knows what from it so it's like Miss Farm to Table herself is telling you go to a good deli, buy these ingredients, set them out in front of people and they're going to enjoy it.
0: They don't, yeah, no, you do not have to make your own um, avocado dip. You don't have to make your own artichoke dip. You don't have to make your own guacamole. I love homemade guacamole, but I love going to the restaurant where they make it for me in front of the table and the guy who does nothing but makes guacamole for people does it because he's really good at it right <laughs> um but, but i mean that's that's, that's, that's the point
1: like, yeah it's not just store is fine sometimes store is better sometimes you know yeah. store is uh, well always store is easier like if it means that you yeah. can focus your energies on the stuff that really is going to make that big bang it's going to make that big impressive you know layout um like i, I even put in the list like Buy the dressing store-bought. It doesn't fucking matter because at the end of the yeah. day, unless you have a super special salad dressing that everybody raves about and asks you to make every single time, which, by the way, I do. Um, <laughs> 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 just buy it store-bought.
0: It will be just fine. And, and, uh, and the side effect is, is, yeah, I was going to say, and salad dressing keeps, you can make it two days in advance, so you know you didn't fuck it
1: right right but like if you don't have the time the wherewithal the spell slots the whatever else to make salad dressing just buy it it will be fine if you want to make it look nicer for your really nice table put it in a gravy boat put it in a bottle put it in something nicer so that it's not sitting in you know you don't have labels on your table that says like craft you know thousand island or whatever the fuck it is um but, but like at the end of the day the salad is there basically to assuage everyone's guilt for horking down, like, calorie-laden everything else. Nobody's really all that fussed about the fucking salad to begin with. You and, and, know and I know that the green thing is there in proximity to make us feel like we're eating healthy. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, and then uh, I want to go touch base on something you said about the pies. I don't know if you knew this. Mm-hmm. I know this because they have it in our local stores. You know, some of these pies they have by the slice Sure. In the freezer section. Yeah, sure. you know. So maybe you don't like apple pie And you don't like pumpkin pie And everybody wants apple and pumpkin pie Like my mom homemade pumpkin pie And oh hell yeah But maybe you have somebody Or maybe you have somebody You want them to have pie But they don't like either one Fine, buy them their own slice um, sure. Maybe you're sick to death of them After a month of having them on special In the deli section And you just bring them mm-hmm. a pie every week Get yourself a slice of that chocolate chess pie that you want. Right. Right? You know, don't don't feel guilty about that because no. at the end of the day, it's going to taste fine, it's going to take significantly less time, and you're going to make everybody happy. Right?
1: Sure. And, and like, it, supposing you do decide that you're going to pre-make all your own pies, but then there's someone who's like, I really do have my heart set on pumpkin. And you're like, that is not in my plan. I'm making pecan and, um, apple or, you know, yeah. cherry and whatever. Um, get them the one slice and be like, listen. Uh, Uncle Ben like you're really all that fussed about pumpkin pie I got you a slice Th- this will do for you because the rest yes. of us fucking hate it um you know what I mean like that that's that's why they sell these things by the slice it's like for that yeah. one asshole oh, yeah. who's like really really into it here cake. do the, your thing
0: yeah we, we can get variety packs of cheesecake where it's like two right. slices of four different kinds of cheesecake great that's awesome right. That way, everybody can have something, maybe everybody can have something they're like, you know? Right. Don't. Right. You know, and that's what it's about, is is feeling good about it. Um, in in terms well, of you have made a deal that makes people happy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but, like, going into the store about is fine. It's also, like, um, we talk, like, the first point that I have in that uh, in that document is if it can be done in advance, do it in advance. Um, yep. The anything, whenever you watch a cooking show, very frequently what they'll say is they'll say, and then you can take it up to this point and put it in the fridge and then serve it when it's uh, when everybody comes over. Or they'll say, right, um, you can take it from here and then put it in the freezer and then come back to it later. Or they'll say like... Okay. um you can pre-make all of this, everything, up till this point, and then just bring it together. These are all little little nuggets that they're dropping your way. They're giving you these little breadcrumbs so that you can make your way back from the evil witch's house to a delicious meal and, you know, yes. not be in the oven. It's it's basically, there's there's a bunch of stuff that you can do in advance. Um, one of them is chopping vegetables. Um,
2: oh, well, if, yeah.
1: if you're going to um, have, like a recipe that calls for like a pound of chopped onions and a pound of chopped celery and a pound of chopped carrots. There's no reason that you need to do it the day of they keep perfectly good 24 hours. I would even say up to 48 hours, just fine.
0: Isn't, isn't that every recipe you make though needs those things.
1: I mean, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's several but, pounds I mean, of onions. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's the thing. If, if you are privileged enough and can afford it, you can buy them pre-made pre, pre-cut. Yeah. Right. And they're they're sealed and they keep they actually keep a while, right? If you They do. You know, they
1: keep like I think almost a week, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, as long as you don't like start breaking into it and opening it and, and getting letting more right. oxidation in and things. But I mean that's any shortcuts you can take, especially or prepare in advance, it's gonna save you so much time and stress right. later.
1: And and also and I think the whole shaming people for taking those shortcuts is kind of ableist because It's not just people who are wealthy who are using these shortcuts, such as the pre-chopped vegetables, such as the pre-made pie crust, such as the store-bought dust lion, uh, whatever. It's also people who have mobility issues. It's people who have, like, joint issues where they can't, you know, move their hands to chop this mountain Mm -hmm. of fucking vegetables. It's people for whom standing for a long time is not a goddamn option. Yeah. Um, I see so much loathing and hate towards these like pre-made ingredients, these pre-chopped ingredients. Yes, they're more expensive, but if you have rheumatoid arthritis and holding a knife for more than a couple of minutes at a stretch is going to be torture for you. This is a lifesaver for you because Oh yeah, th- the thing is, is like, Kevin, we've talked about this before. Food is not just something that's fueled to fill your belly. It's also memories. It's tradition. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's hospitality. It's, it's it's some for some people, oh, such yeah. as myself. It's it's your love language. It's how you show someone that you <laughs> care about them. So yeah. like having these recipes that your family has made and carrying on that tradition and you know being able to do that is an accessibility issue for people for whom it kind of sucks. Where you know yeah, uh, oh, oh yeah. Shit, yeah, I can't make grandma's stuffings anymore because it involves like several pounds of chopped onions and if i try to do that my back is going to give out if i have to stand that fucking long but if i can open this um you know deli tainer of chopped onions that i bought from the store dump it in the pan along with the you know pre-cubed bread or whatever wet it with some stock and shove it in the oven that's a lot less aggravation and now you still get to have grandma's recipe without you know taking away that 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 memory that you have that tradition that you have so like just as it's an accessibility issue for someone who has a physical situation it's also an accessibility issue for someone who has a a shortage of spell slots if you're not able to handle a six course dinner by yourself do literally anything that you can to outsource that job to somebody else whether you have health whether you buy it pre-made, whether you go Sandra Lee and go semi-homemade. And I think we give Sandra Lee way too much shit for what she does. Like, oh, I guess yeah. that it's not, uh, you know, haute cuisine. It's not, you know, fancy restaurant shit. She never said it was, and she's not trying to make it seem like it I... was. She's telling you, this is exactly what it is that I'm giving you. I'm giving you like 90% store-bought ingredients, about 10%, you know, use your shit up yourself. Take all the credit because you fucking spent the money on it. So like, yep. If that's I'm... how your Dinner comes together. That's how your dinner comes together. Like, I don't think that it's fair to only consider accessibility issues be, you know, physical accessibility issues. Sometimes it's mental. Right. Sometimes it's, yeah, and, and you know. Yeah, go
0: ahead. I want to I want to touch because you've said it twice and not everybody plays d d So not everybody knows what a spell slot is. (laughs) Um, So in in fifth edition D anD D, the idea is that you have you you know if you're a magic user, you know your spells, but you can only cast so many at a time. So I might have five first level spells, but I only have three slots. And as I use a slot, I can't use it again, right? And so it's it's basically it's the equivalent of the spoon theory, but I, I, and I want to emphasize something about spell slots that that doesn't necessarily you have you do have to have a short rest, but you get them back. Yes. Um, so they come <laughs> back a lot quicker. Um, and also, we're trying to get away from using spoon theory outside of very specific accessibility things. Correct. Right, because co opting it for like I just don't have the spoons to cook dinner tonight. Well, that's not uh uh-uh. uh. No, but I'm out of spell slots because I worked too hard today. Okay, that's a whole other sure. thing, right? Sure. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and because we, we I think um, spoon theory language, is yeah.
1: something that I'd rather leave to the people who yeah. genuinely need it, such as like they have chronic illness, they have you know um, you know chronic pain issues. Um, so like when someone described to me spoon theory, I was like, this this makes a lot of sense, but this is not something that I face on a daily basis. So right. I don't understand right. what that's like for you. Um, and so I was like, I don't feel comfortable using spoons because that's not my word, so to speak. Um, yeah. So like, that's why I started using spell slots because it's like, you get the idea if you know what I'm, you know, like this is, yeah. this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how many battery bars I have. This is how many. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I, and, Yeah. And so, but it all funnels back to like this idea that not only are we going to have time constraints, we have a deadline. That deadline is dinner on Thursday kind of thing. Um, So we have we have finite time. We have, you know, our energy levels are going to vary day to day and by our own ability and all that. So being able to say in advance. I'm not going to cook bread this year. I'm just going to buy store-bought and reheat. Right. You know, Um, I do want to do the fancy turkey because, I mean, I'm not going to, but, you know, we want to do the fancy turkey. So we need to plan in advance that, you know, that's ready to go in the oven Thursday at a specific time or go in the deep Mm -hmm. fryer Thursday at a specific time. And we can talk about some of those specifics a little on because I think at the moment we're kind of we're moving in the order that we're actually going to do things right. We're gonna yes. we're gonna plan, we're gonna shop, yep. We're gonna do things in advance, mm-hmm. um, and then um, we're gonna head up to the day of. But before we get there, while we're talking about about like the advance, like you're right, mm-hmm. there are a whole bunch of recipes that have a and now you can put it in the fridge and finish this later. Use mm-hmm. those, like use you know. Yeah. Um, one thing you do not want to use them on necessarily is again the mashed potatoes, because sure. if you don't mash the potatoes as soon as you're done boiling them, you don't get mashed potatoes when you reheat them later. <laughs> how I know. Um, you get you get a sticky, yes. terrible mess, and you do not get mashed potatoes that, that come together. Um, you are
1: not going to be able to mash them. That's not happening because the starch right, right. to crystallize.
0: Yeah. And uh, cheese, cheese sauces, oh my god, if you don't set the cheese sauce, like, you cannot mix and heat a cheese sauce, like, halfway, you have to, uh, like, put it in the fridge and then come back and finish it later. No, you have to get it to finish yeah. the whole thing, because otherwise it's going to split, and now you've got, like, right. a layer of fat and a layer of, like, grainy shit. And
1: grainy shit, yeah. It,
0: yeah, and... The flavor not going to be right and the texture is not going to be right. Right. So be aware of those things going in. Like if I'm going to make a cheese sauce, I make the cheese sauce. And once it's a cheese sauce and it's done, yes, I can put it in the fridge, but I can't stop halfway. No.
1: And that's the same thing with any type yeah. of roux based um, uh, yeah. sauce is that like if if you've made your roux and it's a blonde roux and then you need to add either stock or or milk or cream or whatever else to it, um, you need to get that thing to the full boil and then, you know, get it done. Like you can stop the roux yeah. when it's at the stage that you want. You can, you can, you can stop the sauce once it's made. It doesn't work if you try to take it halfway and then expect it to yeah. come back together on the day up. So yeah, but, but there are things that you can do. You can 100% you can make roux ahead of time and keep it in the fridge. Yes yeah um in um, fact i would suggest that you do it anyway because it's a really easy way to thicken up something without having to wait for flour to cook out or you know you don't have to it's corn not going to give you oh god
0: cornstarch
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well like cornstarch doesn't have the same stability as like a roux-based thickening does the cornstarch is yep. going to be a little shinier it's going to be a little bit more clear it's not going to set up as nicely so like it's not going to hurt you to have just some extra roux in your back pocket sitting in the fridge. It keeps, it keeps for ages. Like, I, you know, um, I've had, I've had in the in, in the fridge. Uh, if I make it with oil, um, for months and it's been fine. Like you throw a couple of tablespoons into something, you bring it back yeah. together. How many times have you been where like the gravy is coming together just perfectly. And then some asshole decides it's too lumpy, me add extra liquid to it. And then now this the entire oh. thing is way too liquidy. And you're like, yep. I have to start over. I hate you and everybody that you represent. So like rather than that, yes. take a couple oh, of yeah. whisk get through all of a sudden, everything's perfect. Done. Um, Like these are these are things that you can do ahead of time, but like like I said, chop the vegetables ahead of time. Throw them in those cheap deli Mm -hmm. tainers. Throw them in Ziploc bags if you don't have the space in your fridge for deli tainers. It's fine. Uh, Take if it's like an apple pie, um, you can put it into the pie crust. Raw and then cook it from frozen. As long as the pie crust isn't one of those aluminum things, um, yep. If it's a glass thing, you really don't want to take that glass and shove it in the oven because something's going to break. Um,
0: Unless it's Pyrex or you're using like Corningware because that's made correct. for that. You don't. You don't want. Yeah, don't just use like it's grandma's glass pie thing. Yeah, grandma took it from room temperature in, not frozen in. Correct. And believe me. I do not ask me about how I know because I don't actually, but broken glass is not good food, right? No, just, no. Just in general. And, and that's what yeah. I'm
1: saying. Like for, if you're going to make a pie ahead of time, I will strongly recommend that you use those aluminium pie plates because to be honest, you can take it straight from the freezer. You can shove it in the oven and it will come back to life somehow. Um, pumpkin pie is yep. one of those things that you do need to cook all the way through before um, you freeze. Oh yeah. It, um, because, I'll tell you right now, if you decide that you're going to take um, a uh, custard, which is basically what pumpkin pie, a bunch of eggs, a bunch of cream, yeah. it's pumpkin, um, and you don't cook it, it's going to go into the fridge. The water inside the the, the dairy and the pumpkin and everything else is going to expand. Um, yep. And then when you take it out of the fridge, the water is going to split, rise up to the top, and then you're going to have a massive grainy garbage in the bottom. Once you've brought the custard together, put it in the pie crust, shove it in the oven, cook it all the way, then freeze yes. it, and you'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. If And if you're also going to do it day of, you know what? Maybe you want to blind bake. You want to pre-bake your right. your, your right. pie crusts so that you don't have to worry about, oh, no, I have soggy I have soggy, soggy bottom. bottoms. Soggy <laughs> bottoms, yeah. Yeah. Um, We're both big fans of of the British baking show, and yeah, um, well, no, Bake Off is trademarked to Pillsbury, I believe. So that's why it's the Great British Baking Show now. Is because Pillsbury is like, yeah, uh yeah. Um, But I mean, that's that's the whole thing. You are not a contestant on one of these fancy shows. You do not have to go in and make a full six course meal in six hours. Don't. You know, and even then, when you watch like Emerald cooking at, you yeah. know, I'm going to do this and he does an entire six course meal in an hour, you'll notice he's like and then he's putting some one thing in the fridge and pulling it out where it's been in the fridge for th- four hours right. and is set up. Or he goes to put it in the oven and he's pulling a different thing out because he did all of this in advance. Right. Right. Or he had his assistants do it in advance in the back. Um, Right.
1: Like, like even even Julia Child, when you see her make a meal from start to finish on her show, um, the original French chef um, was filmed for public television, so they didn't have the money for multi-camera. So they had to record start to finish nonstop, no breaks. So, like, right. This is why she always sounded out of breath. People thought that she was drunk. She was not drunk. It's because she was exhausted by the end of it because she had to go The kitchen lights, the kitchen lights, the studio lights are on at full tilt. So it is 7000 degrees. She has all the electric burners on because as soon as she puts the pan onto the heat, she wants it to come up immediately. So that's hot. Both ovens are running at full tilt. It is 7000 degrees in there. And homegirl is standing there and talking while cooking and has to get this entire thing out without any breaks like there's Mm -hmm. there's no way for them to stop and start recording so they're just gonna have to keep on going so like when she has a fuck up she makes a mistake she drops something whatever she just has to recover it and keep going um but like that's that's kind of you know that's but this is why if you she's one of those people who actually she she actually pioneered the let me pull out the um uh pre-made one that i already have in the oven because I know good and goddamn well that I'm not going to be able to get it done because I can't stop recording, so I need to show you one that's already finished. Um, And so that's why they can do it really fast on TV. It's not necessarily because they can cut the camera. It's because they need to show you the completed product, so they had to finish all this crap in advance, and that's why they tell you multiple times, you can take it up to this point and then put it in the fridge and then come back to it later, because they have done it. Yep.
0: So let's talk safety, because now, now we're, we're getting into the, okay, I need to cut things. I need to chop things. I need to prep them. Yes. And um, maybe I've done my prep work as well, and but now it's day of, and people want to help. And we want to talk okay. about both of those things. Yeah.
1: So first and foremost, I think the most important thing that you can do for your workspace is to clear it. Um, when, yes. whenever you're in your kitchen or whatever your prep area looks like, I cooked in kitchens where it's like a Brooklyn kitchen and the entire countertop is the size of like a cutting board. Um, yeah, I know them I well. Mean mm-hmm. One of them big fancy John Booze ones. I mean them little dink ass plastic ones that you chop your meat on. Um, and so like we had to drag the dining table over and do all the prep there. Whatever your prep area looks like, I want you to completely clear it of anything that's extraneous that does not need to be there to help you cook this meal. So like your fancy flower vase lives somewhere else right now. The little, um, you know, the the, the stovetop teapot, if it's not boiling water, it doesn't need to be here right now. The electric kettle, I keep the electric kettle on the counter because I use it constantly while I'm cooking. I always need boiling water for something. But if you're not actively using it at this moment, Get it out of the way, clear it off the counter, because the thing is, is that while you're cooking, you want enough space so that you're not crowded into a small area. I, I want you to get the biggest fuck off cutting board that you can afford um, as large <laughs> as it can yep. possibly be. Um, because what happens is that when you have shitty knives, let's be honest, and you're pressing down mm-hmm. harder than you need to be, and you have yep. a tiny little cutting board where you're doing all your chopping and it's slipping around all over your countertop, um, where because you didn't put anything underneath it to stabilize it and there's no space left on that cutting board, that's when you cut yourself.
0: Yeah. And that's, and, I, I ask me how I know.
1: Um, see how I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, when I teach cooking classes, I have seen several students where they'll pop out this tiny ass cutting board and expect to do the full meal there. And I'm like, sweetheart, no. Mind you, my cooking classes, um, when I teach them are always one on one. They're not um, yeah. for large groups of people. I always do prep work ahead of time. So I'm like, I need you to buy this, this, this and this groceries. I need you to have these spices mm-hmm. on hand. And supplies-wise, I need you to have a cutting board minimum 18 by 24 inches. Um, minimum. And I need to have this type of pots, this types of pans. If you don't have it, go out and get it because you're paying me $125 to teach you this fucking class. And it's going to be three hours long. And so any amount of time that we waste on, you know, <laughs> running down to the right. store to grab stuff, that's your time. You get to spend um, your three hours however you want
0: <laughs> and, and you do say right here, in the notes, use a wet towel underneath the cutting board so it stays yes. quick. And that's yes. that's a huge safety thing. The other thing uh, we talked about at length in the dead recording, but I, I want to go over a little bit now, is you have old shitty knives. I know you yes. have old shitty knives. I have old shitty knives. <laughs> I can't afford to send them out to be sharpened Professional every sharpen. right? Yeah, professionally sharpened, especially since, you know, I, I'm, I've i got time constraints. That's right. fine. Go to Costco, go to Target, go to Walmart, whatever. Buy the brand new, not very expensive ceramic knives that hold edges yeah. forever. They will get you through this meal, and they will last you a long time. I still have yeah. some that are several years old that are perfectly yeah. good, no chips, no breaks, and they cost me maybe 30 bucks at Costco. For like maybe. a set,
1: it's not even like yeah. thirty bucks
0: each, right? Yeah. Now I, I bought I bought a nice, fancy, particular carving knife that did mm-hmm. cost thirty bucks for the single one, but it, it that was that was a very specific purchase, right? Sure. Uh, sure. After using these for a while, but you know, get sharp knives. If you don't have sharp knives, go buy some cheap ones. They'll dull over the course of the thing, and maybe you don't need them after. But right. They're sharp when you need them to be sharp, and that's the important thing. Um,
1: at least, at least have one good-sized chef's knife that is really, really yes. sharp, so that it can do the job that you need it to do. Have at least a have a stack of kitchen towels and use one of them wet underneath your cutting board, so mm-hmm. it doesn't slide around all over the cutting uh, all over your cooking yep. surface. Um, and have a big fuck off cutting board because this this way, when you're done chopping an ingredient, you kind of slide it over to the side. And then Mm -hmm. you still have plenty of workspace to work on. Um, Once you've finished chopping that vegetable, get it off the cutting board, clear the decks. And this is what I was saying. Repeatedly clear the decks as often as you can, because when when you're cramped and you're not giving yourself enough room, that's when accidents happen. That's when you're like, Mm -hmm. shit, shit, where do I put this? And then you put it down in the wrong place.
0: Yes. And, and, this is where – this is why, I guess, the French invented mise en place. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. I mean, like, maybe all you've got are cheap deli-tainers or the, the Ziploc sure. disposable containers or whatever. Great. I finished chopping my onions. I'm going to put them in that deli-tainer, and I'm going to move them to the – wherever the next step is going to be. Correct. Right? Correct. Just get them off my cutting board. If you're cutting up meat, if maybe you're working with um, – Instead of a whole turkey, you've bought a turkey breast and mm-hmm. a leg, and you're going to do those. You're going to do those separately. Maybe you want to trim the thigh off or something like that. For God's sake, use a different cutting board than for your vegetables. Yes. This is a food safety issue. This is a cross contamination yes. issue. Um, I actually don't use wooden cutting boards for meats mm-hmm. because you can get germs into the meat and you can't hand-scrub them off, and the quickest way you can ruin a wooden cutting board is putting it into your dishwasher. Repeatedly. <laughs> um, ask me how Again, I know. Ask me
1: how I know. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for, for this, like, I have... Um, it's probably more like a 12 by 18 mm-hmm. um, cheap. I mean, it was... I think it was Ikea, so it wasn't that cheap. But, uh, you know, cutting board that I can cut... I can use with raw meat, I can put in the dishwasher and sterilize the hell out of mm-hmm. when I'm done, mm-hmm. right? If I need to use it for vegetables, great. If you only have one cutting board and you have to use them both, do all of your vegetables before you do any meat, right. period. Right. You know, and that way, okay, fine, you have to use it for both, but make meat comes after vegetables so you don't cross-contaminate. And right. uh, cross-contamination, by the way, is where you get where you end up mixing things inadvertently like, you know, you've got somebody with a peanut allergy and you use the same knife on the peanuts. Okay. You're not going to use the knife on the peanuts, but you know what I mean? Uh, that you used on that you're, and then you use it on the celery without cleaning, washing first. Great. Now the celery is all tainted with peanut. Right. Kind of thing. Um, this is exceptionally important when you're doing vegetarian or vegan cooking. Um, Especially vegan,
2: because... Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you have to keep kosher, uh, or you have to keep right. halal, it's important, you know, there is a specific set of pots and pans in a kosher household right. for milk versus not. Right, milk, right. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, the the milk and the meat pots. And so yeah. be aware of that, and that also falls into the dietary restrictions thing, right? like you don't want to inadvertently... And now, I know some vegans who are extra super duper whatever. And, mm-hmm. like, if I take my gas grill and I take it up to full 500 degrees and I let it sit yeah. there for 20 minutes, they, that's not clean enough for them for me to cook a portobello mm-hmm. mushroom on because right, it right. had meat on it a long time ago, right? right. Um, it needs to be taken out and sterilized. And as far as a lot of them are concerned, they, I just need to replace them with something else to, use, to cook vegetables on. Sure. Or a whole of the sure. grill, right? But so that's but that's what we're trying to avoid is cross contamination. Like you know, like well, oh my god, you don't always know
1: yeah. why someone's vegan. So like I've I've got friends where yeah. they're vegan because they grew allergic to dairy or they grew allergic to eggs over yeah. time, and so it's like oh you know they're vegan. It's a it's a lifestyle choice. Whatever. Who gives a shit if I get some dairy in there? Um, for me, for example, like if, if you accidentally put chicken stock in something that I ate, I hope that you don't, but if it happens, I'm not going to get sick. I'll be fine. Um, yeah, if I get dairy into something accidentally, I'm going to be very sick for a few days. Um, I'm going to be wrapped around the toilet for like three days, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's going to be, I'm going to be in extreme pain. Um, and so like, I I haven't eaten dairy since 2005. It's been years. Like my body's not used to it and small you don't don't have the gut bacteria
0: anymore yeah i don't have
1: Uh, it yeah so like you know when someone tells you what their dietary restrictions are this is this is actually this goes into that point about staging so right i i i like to have when i'm cooking a large meal um a prep area a staging area and a completed goods area basically so let me explain so prep area is your cutting board or like um you know your sink where you're tossing a salad or like where anywhere where you're doing prep of ingredients peeling chopping getting them ready for the pot um whatever those steps look like for you um your staging area is where you take stuff that's um cooked so like out of the um Cookware and then you're transferring it to servingware. So like your platters, whatever. Yep. You want a separate area uh, to transfer cooked food to your servingware because your raw food needs to be kind of by itself. Um away. Yes. Away. Triply so if you're cooking meat. But like even if you're yep. not cooking meat. You don't want the possibility of something from your prep area that's raw going into cooked food, or to be honest, vice versa. Um, yeah. If you're having a salad and then you accidentally spill gravy all over, it's not going to end well. Like,
0: I, I don't. Hold on. Now, now I have to think about like like turkey romaine gravy lettuce on a salad with I'm gonna, gravy. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. I'd have to, if it were extra cold and it could maintain that crispness. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway. If it
1: were extra cold, <laughs> but if you're talking about something that just came off the stove, this is yeah, really yeah. not the time. So, like, aside from the cross contamination issue, you you also don't really want, you know, too much fuss. So, like, if someone is chopping vegetables, peeling carrots, peeling potatoes, cleaning up, whatever, you don't want them to get in the way of somebody who's trying to transfer something to a serving platter. You want, you want these people yep. to be separated um other other reason why you want a staging area is because um if people are coming in and out of the kitchen and they're asking like hey is there anything that i can eat is there anything that's ready i am fucking starving the kid is crying i need to get something into him there's all the crap in the staging area you can take it to the dining room table anything on the dining room table is fair game don't touch my prep
0: (laughs) yes Yeah, and and but there's also you call you also call out a completed goods area because there's going to be sort of an in between staging is sort of an in between it's cooked maybe it does need to go on the serving plate and out and completed goods is where it's on the serving plate and it's just like it's there take the all right yep that's where I you know like before people even show up that's where I end up putting like the fancy bowl with the dip in the middle and the chips. Right. right just there you're here great here's the the dip of chips go wherever you want with it here's right. the whatever go wherever you want with it um and that way if, i'm if you're, you're hungry can, you can continue clearing. This crap. right yes just not in this spot because i'm going to need that spot for the Correct. green bean casserole or the uh, um you know your green bean casserole with what did you call it cream of sodium soup <laughs> Yes. Cream of mushroom, yeah, yeah, your, your, your Campbell's cream of mushroom, uh, high salt. My God, I don't know how you can have a, a a family holiday without it. But you know, your green bean casserole or your um, your dressing. We don't want. St- right. We call it stuffing, but we don't actually want to stuff the bird for cooking because that's how people get sick. Right. Right. Um but, yeah, and but the point is I spent like, a lot of time hammering on that one in the other recording. <laughs> yes, but, but the point
1: is, is like you don't want to yeah. have anything um, that you're preparing or that you still haven't finished fucking with um, yep. to have anybody's fingers in there or anybody noshing from. Because if you still have plans for this thing, you want everybody to stay away from that thing. Maybe you only bought, um, you know, one pound of cheese and you needed it for that specific um mornay sauce and if you don't have that full pound of cheese kevin's giving me this look like one pound of cheese what the fuck are you talking about um <laughs> no seriously I, you know but like no, if that, because if that's what you have for this thing and you have plans for it you don't want people noshing on the shit that you have that yes. you have plans for they can touch anything that's already prepared but even yep. if it's on your stove, you don't want people touching stuff on your stove until it's done. Because the thing is, it's like I may not be done seasoning it yet. I don't want you tasting it now unless I specifically ask you, hey, taste that for seasoning. Because yep. then you're going to have a negative, you know, uh, viewpoint of it. You're like, eh, this is bland as shit. Why would I want to eat it? By the time it gets to the table, you don't want to touch it. Leave my shit alone until it's done or until I ask you to taste yes. it. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, The the... The person who comes in, tastes your stuff, and seasons it for you, just, no. Oh,
1: no. That's the real no. punch right there. Like, yeah. if I ask yeah. you to season it, absolutely, by all means. But I'm not going to ask
0: you to season it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was also thinking, by the way, um, you will notice on cooking shows, you will notice on cooking competitions, they always come with a fresh spoon, yeah. That is to prevent cross contamination. If you see somebody coming, if you ask somebody to taste something, or you're tasting it yourself, always use that fresh spoon. I don't care. Yeah. Hey, I have a drawer full of spoons, and sometimes, you know, if I'm going to be doing a large meal and I know I'm going to be tasting a lot, maybe I'll buy a whole bunch of plastic spoons right. so that I know I don't run out. Because what's the first spoon I'm going to grab? The spoon I I use every day right. from that drawer and not you know, and then nobody has spoons for, like, literal spoons for the... If, yes. <laughs> if you want to
1: avoid pounding through tasting spoons at an alarming rate, what I will do is that I'll get a very small bowl, like a rice bowl or something, and then I'll put a spoon in there. Yep. And then whatever it is that I need to taste, I'll put it into that particular bowl and taste it. Because... Okay. Um... Otherwise, I'm going to rack up way too many dishes. And I don't have a dishwasher. It's The dishwasher is whoever gets roped into washing the dishes that night. So it's like right. if you want right. to avoid that level of um, chaos, just just have a little bowl that you can throw the stuff into and, and taste it from there. And it will be fine. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yes, don't don't taste something and then put it back in the same cooking pot. That's gross. Um, yes. Yeah. Don't and, and use don't, the don't... cooking spoon to taste from.
0: Right. Don't take your spoon and taste the the green beans with it and then immediately go over and scoop out from, you know, the cabbage or the whatever. Right. Like, you know, no, stop. Stop. Um, you know who you are out there. I'm not naming you names. You know who you anymore. are. Know you know who you are. Right. You're the same person who double dips their chips at the buffet. I know. Right. right. I know you're out you. there. <laughs>
1: but yeah so like Um, the the reason that you have these separate staging areas these separate um areas is also like segueing right into can i help so there are people who will come into your kitchen while you're cooking and they'll ask can i help now this can be anything from like your kids to your friends to your family Mm -hmm. um if you have a spouse that's good they will ask can i help and they will actually provide good help and not useless help um the what you want to do is roughly gauge their experience with cooking their their ability to follow instructions their ability to actually do a thing and not get you know lost in space halfway through and leave it halfway done. Um, yep. We talk about ADD all the time. I've got very close friends who have ADD where if I ask them to do something, either number one, I'm willing to pick up the slack when they forget that they started doing that thing and wander off.
2: <laughs> or right.
1: number two, I'll ask them to do something that I'm not going to need for another hour. Right. So there's plenty of time for them to wander off uh come back to the kitchen apologize for wandering off and i'll be like no no it's fine i don't need that for another 15 20 minutes if i say i don't need it for another hour they're going to wander off again so they're like oh shit okay okay 15 20 minutes i can do that let me get started again um and then when they inevitably get distracted again i i i've already got this in my head but you know Uh, what i mean like i've already built this up if you know that this person who's coming in their idea of chopping something evenly is to chop it in half Maybe don't set them at that task. No, maybe, no. Or if this is a person where they burn cereal, maybe the way they can help, here's a 20. I need some ice. Can you go grab some from the store? Right. Here's and a and 20. You some from, vodka.
0: Yeah. You, and you call out specifically here um, when, when we talk about the baking, and we already said do this in advance. Right. Yes. Um, Baking needs to be done
1: in advance because cakes need to cool. Cookies need to cool. Pies need to cool. They need to set. You can't serve a pumpkin pie straight out the oven. That's going to be not great.
0: Yeah. Uh, But one of the things you also call out specifically is kids want to help. Kids are kids love frosting cupcakes. Yes. You know, decorating cookies. Yes. um, you know and then they get a reward at the end maybe they get that last bit of frosting with a spoon at the yes. end right um and you, i, I want to call out again uh we talked about doing this in advance look cake mix is fine cake mix is fine cake mix is fine um
1: who is frozen it sugar cookies that, are fine
0: frozen oh yeah no and store bought frosting it you can get different, yeah you can get different kinds now. It doesn't have to always be that same sort of store bought frosting. Like the there's like you can get a tub of buttercream frosting, and honestly,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's yep. as good as my ex wife used to make when she was decorating, like doing the fancy right. decorating of cakes. And you know that's that's like I'll lose a toe over that one. It might be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't
1: think your wife would agree, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. If my ex-wife is listening, you know, yeah, I just want to say your buttercream was always amazing. Okay. um. (laughs) But yeah, like set them at
1: decorating the cookies, set them at decorating the cupcakes. And the thing is, it's like once it's done, they have something that they feel proud of that they have contributed to the meal. And they're going to show it off to Aunt Betty and Grandma and everybody else and say, look what I did. I decorated the thus and so. And everybody's going to ooh and ah over it before they shove Mm -hmm. it into their face hole because it's cake. You don't give a shit how good or bad it looks. It's got frosting on there. It's yeah. cake. You're going to eat it.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really easy to, like, and, oh, my God, if your cake collapsed, it's still good, but it just looks terrible. Man, don't yeah. worry about it. Frosting covers a lot of sins, and yes. if nothing else, put holes in it, pour some,
1: like, uh, some pudding uh, over cereal.
0: it. Yeah, simple. Well, you do simple syrup. I'm gonna use like Jello, sugar free chocolate pudding. <laughs> yeah, and just shove that sucker in the in the uh, refrigerator and it's a poke cake. Yeah. Great, fantastic. Um, Ta da!
1: Or, or like, uh, okay, uh, when I was spreading frosting on it, the entire cake broke apart. Guess what? Break the entire thing apart. You're making cake pops now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Or or you're making um, you layer of crumble cake on the bottom some icing on top. Great. Now you've got, you know, maybe some sprinkles, you know, boom. Now everybody has an individual sort of cake thing that they can stir up and eat. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's
1: It's, it's baked. So like if the kid is good at cooking, like I was, um, you know, set them at something that you know they can do. Don't give them something that's going to be, you know, too difficult or too big or too unwieldy for them. Give them shit that they can do because uh, to be honest, the people who want to help you in the kitchen aren't necessarily wanting to help you in the kitchen because they think that they can contribute to the final meal. A lot of times, they want to help yeah. in the kitchen because they want to be with you while you're doing this, yes. you know, cooking thing. They, they they want to hang out with you. Um, they sometimes want the uh, secret chef um goodies that happen. So like, yeah. if I'm if I'm frying something or whatever, or if I'm if I'm roasting potatoes or whatever somebody needs to taste these potatoes for crunchiness and, and saltiness. So like, these are the little chef gifts that happen in the kitchen. Yes. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like, it's, it's fine. Give that, give people whatever it is that they can do. Even if that means I really need all the dishes loaded into the dishwasher and the clean ones put away. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't know where everything goes, you're still there. You can direct them. Hey, this goes here, 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 here. But the dishwasher needs to get reloaded because you are going to produce dishes. And as, if you clean them oh, yeah. as they come, it's going to be a lot less hateful when the meal is finished.
0: Yeah, or, yeah, and I am a big proponent of I have a, a uh, I've got things parked on the stove, and you're going to end up with yep. things parked on the stove. To like, okay, I have everything parked on the stove. I have 10 minutes before I need to check the, the turkey or, mm-hmm. you know, before I need to tend to something. Great, now's my chance to catch up on dishes real quick. Right. And, I mean, I do that whether I'm doing a big meal or I'm just making, you know, huevos rancheros for dinner one night you know it's like okay i have this open time i can clear my sink also i'm neurotic about if my sink is full i can't cook so oh same same yeah but
1: like when when i'm over someone's house and i have everything under control because there's sometimes when it's like it's not that i don't need help it's that if i get help it's going to slow me down and i'm trying to like hit um like a target yeah Um, so what I'll say is I really need those dishes to be out of the sink right now because I, I can't, I can't work with a full sink. Please clear that out. Whatever that looks like, whether it's taking all the dirty dishes and letting them live somewhere else for now or washing Mm -hmm. them and putting them away either, or just get it out of my way. Um, there, there's hundreds of things that people can do to help you out. That's not necessarily cooking, whether it's going out and replenishing the wine before everybody gets too drunk, whether it's yes. buying more ice, because let's be honest, if you have a lot of people over, you probably need more ice. Yes. Uh,
0: you know. Um, or, uh,
1: here's a 20. Can you run down the store? I forgot. Um, I, I ran out of stock and I need some more. Can you please go grab some? P.S. Uh, the stock cubes, perfectly fine. The better than bouillon, yes. perfectly fine. If you, can't afford those um and you have nutritional yeast uh four cups of water quarter cup of nutritional yeast like a teaspoon of oregano half teaspoon of onion powder half teaspoon of garlic powder boiling water um stir it up it becomes a vegan stock that you can use for pretty much anything and it works really really well um but the point is is like if if you just need certain things uh, we talked about this last time too don't be afraid to ask for help
0: Ask for help yes. when you need the help. Ask for help, um, yeah. And that isn't just for cooking, by the way. Use that, make that a in life. yeah, yeah. But especially during the the holiday meals, like if you need help, if it's going to be tight, and you need someone to, you know, okay, here's this. I need you to sprinkle the here's here's the, here's the the bean sa- the the bean casserole. I need you mm-hmm. to put the dried onions on it. Like, here's right. the can of dried onions. Here's the, of, of you know, the crispy onions, whatever. Here it is. Go for it. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my bag of premixed, like, because, yeah, um, I use this as a block bag. as a pipette bag more often than not, you should. right? Um, you know, here are all of the eggs that I'm, deviled eggs. Here's premixed filling. Just all you have to do is squeeze to fill them and get that out to people. Um God. And yeah, having but, having fresh eggs useful. the way I do is up to my deviled egg game, but that's a whole other story. Um, it's like
1: really useful to have yeah. like these these tasks in your in the back of your brain that like if someone says, Can I help, you have something that you can set them at immediately because it's like just like life, you can't do this yourself. Um right. You, right. You, no human is an island. You, you don't need to. If people are willing to help, for the love of God, let them help you. You will be fine. Yes. Um, we and, and we talked about this last time too. We as men tend to be told by our elders, by by society, that we have to yep. be self reliant. You have to do this yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a man if you ask for help. You're weak if you're asked for help. Um, asking for help is a sign of maturity. It's a sign of yep you know, really understanding that um, we work better when we work together. Um, This is why you don't do the podcast by yourself, talking into a microphone by yourself. You either have Ursula there or you have your your, your guest that you're interviewing because it's like if you were droning on about productivity for an hour and a half, we'd be half asleep. But with a conversation, it's a lot more fun to listen to. So it's like, yeah, people are going to want to help, and you may think that you can do it all yourself, and maybe you can, but it yeah. still doesn't hurt you to say, "Hey, can you take care of this thing while I'm focusing on this thing?" This this yeah. would happen at the restaurant all the time. Whenever my um, uh, co-workers would see me chopping an onion, they'd be like, "Get the fuck out of the way! I'll chop the onion. You go do something that only you know how to do." Yep, because I can chop these onions for the next three hours, and I'll be fine. Um, but there's stuff that you can do that i can't do um oh yeah yeah so go do that so it's like if, if there's if there's ways that you can get other people involved one of those um vidalia chop wizards you know those little thingies that oh you my put god yes. on and chop them into perfect little dice um they're relatively inexpensive you can find them for about 20 bucks on amazon um if you're nervous about somebody not being able to you know chop everything Quote properly into the right dice, get them on one of those suckers because then everybody gets the same consistent oh, dice yeah. every single time. You put a slice, you slam down the lid. You put a slice, you slam down the lid. It comes out great every time. And yeah. Sometimes I even use it. Like if I'm chopping one or two onions, okay, fine, I'll do it by hand. But if I'm going, like if I'm going to make an onion soup or like an Indian recipe where you need a few onions, I'll use that stupid chop wizard thingy because it's like, I, it's just so fast. Like it, it takes me. Oh, I know. Time I know. To make slices, boom, 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 boom. The carrots are done. The onions are done. The celery is done. The tomato. Everything is well, not the tomatoes, but like the potatoes are done. Everything's the same size. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Tomatoes are not going to work on that. But like everything's the same size. Everything's the same. You know, um, yep. with it cooks up at the same time. These are these are the kinds of things that um, make your food look really professional, really finished, really polished. It's yep. like if you can get everything a consistent size. It, it, you know get get a good second peeler oxo good grips makes excellent peelers um yep that way you can have two people oh. peeling the potatoes or the carrots or the you know rubega or whatever else it is that you're making um oh my you God. Know, get, get a, a couple get a mandolin use with the with a wow. finger guard
0: wow. yeah no i i like i use the slider that comes with it and don't let my fingers anywhere near the blade yeah. No. Oh,
1: I use the guard, but I also put the glove on because there's been times when the guard slips out of my hand, and that glove has saved me. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy buy the cut resistant gloves. They're not cut proof, so you can't rub it against the blade and expect it to do anything. <laughs> right, but right. Like, if, if you if you have that glove on, it's going to save you from ninety percent of mandolin accidents, which you know. I honestly think mandolins were created by some kind of evil blood demon who's like demanding blood sacrifice from everybody who uses them. Because I cannot tell you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, but the flip side is that you know if I want that if I want my if I'm making a um, uh, potato gratin right Right. and I want my potato I want all my potatoes sliced the same thickness. I that is one of my weaknesses. I I really should take a knife skills course so that I can learn how to cut things consistently. Correct. Right. But the mandolin, like if I need to slice potatoes, believe me, it goes just slice, 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 slice. And they're all the same thickness. And they're all the, you know, Ursula won't let me get a deli slicer. Otherwise, I would probably end up using (laughs) that a lot more. But, you know, but but I mean, still, the the whole idea is, you know, if you know somebody like has helped you before, and you can just be like, here's the mandolin, here are the potatoes, slice them up for me great right um also it's great with apples when you're doing an apple pie but that's or tarts mm-hmm. so yeah um
1: oh, uh pause but that's Kevin. the idea yeah. i think yes. we should stop this recording and start a new one because we're at 7:41 now um okay i don't want it to cut off right uh no one
0: Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's the recording has started, there's the nice robot lady. By the way, folks, if you don't know, the the software I use for all the recording, um, it has this robot lady that announces when the recording has started. Um, <laughs> and so that's the nice robot lady. That's not like the angry robot lady that yells at us when we're driving and, and have the directions wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, if you've got two of them giving, you know, if you've got, like, the Google one and the Apple one, both on at the same time, because, like, Ursula would have her phone, I would have my phone, and then the two robot ladies would be yelling at each other, like, turn right, no, turn left. You know, it was... Yeah, <laughs> it, it, just, it was not good. It was not good for anybody. Um, so, we were talking about something. Asking for help. Getting help.
1: yes, Asking for help. Um, yes, get so, help. But uh, this, is, this is... I, I want to go back to the read the recipe situation. Um, yes. When, when you're Going ahead of time and and you're reading through the recipe, um, it's a really good time to make a note of any substitutions that you're going to make. So sometimes a recipe will say X, Y, and Z is optional or X, Y, and Z is optional. Substitute this if you don't like that. Um, When you're in the heat of the moment and you're reading the recipe, you don't want to have to figure out last minute substitutions. If you have somebody in the kitchen with you who's helping, you want them to follow your recipe, not what's in the book or print out right. or whatever um so like that's why you read ahead of time is like to make these little notes on the side like hey um i'm going to half this i'm going to double this or i'm, yep. I'm not going to use this step because it's optional and i don't i don't want it um it's and and when other people are helping you this is a great time to say hey by the way i made these notes on the side about this recipe ask me if there's any questions so that there's no yes. yeah issues um when you're in a restaurant you have the recipe book where you have all the recipes for the restaurant printed out on paper with the exact amounts for everything and you make one batch of it every single time and so if you don't have that at home you can approximate it by reading the recipe ahead of time (laughs) making your little notes um you know saying i I don't like this ingredient. I'm going to substitute something else. Other reason that you want to have those substitutions written down is because in the heat of the moment, you don't want to end up making that, you know, cilantro free dish. Oh, there went the cilantro. Fuck. Now this person can't have it anymore. I made that thing special for them. Now it doesn't work anymore. So like, these are, these are all like dumb little things that you can do to just set yourself up for success. um, Where, where it's like, you have, you have your prep list um, of and and actually, um, my, my friend will do this when um, she has a large gathering is like she'll actually make like a prep list. I need to do this, 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 and this. Here's all the recipes for them. I've got my notes written on all the recipes so that I know what goes into everything because she likes that tradition. She likes those same foods that she had all this time. So like she wants to make sure that it comes out the same way every time. So she's got it all written down. And so when it's time to execute, it's a straight shot and she's done this so many times that she knows what has to be done when so that if go time happens and everybody shows up you have food on the right, table right right, right. um going back to store-bought is fine like get little nibbly snacky things um aldi has like marinated uh, red peppers and like olives and you know uh, artichoke carts and whatever else Dollar store has these things. You don't have to spend a lot of money to get them. If you don't have a good delicatessen, go to whatever local store you have. Buy these things pre-made so that you have something for your guests to nosh on while they're waiting for everything to come together. Other cool thing is that if everything goes to hell and you need to go to your backup plan, a lot of those marinated ingredients go really well in pasta.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or just just on crackers. Right. Right. Uh oh crap. Uh oh yeah, no, all of top on. Real quick, just chop everything up, sort of start together and boom, all of top anod. We're done. Yes. Right.
1: And and that's the thing, is like we've we've set up our our cooking space, we've cleared the decks, we've oh. gotten ourselves our big honking cutting board, we have a space that we have to take the cooked dishes from the cookware to the servingware. Yeah. We've got the right. table set. It's got all the shit on there that needs to be on there. When stuff is cooked, it can go out to the table. Um, A lot of times when somebody is at loose ends and they kind of want to do something, ask them to help you out with the table because a lot of times you've got the mail, you've got yesterday's newspaper still sitting there, like dining room table ends up as a catch-all. And I'm giving Kevin a pointed look because I'm sure he he has been there before. (laughs) There's
0: there's literally uh, an unopened box of Nespresso pods sitting on my table right now. Yeah. Because I, I ordered my refill and it came in, oh, I don't know, about 20 minutes before the call started. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to unpack it and put it away yet. Right. Um, and I believe it's like out of town. People, so shepherd yeah. stuff is there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the dining room table ends up being a catch all. So, like, a good thing that someone can do is take all that crap off the dining room table, give it a quick wipe down, um, you know, yep. get the chairs out of the garage or wherever else you have them stored, get them around the table. Like these are all things that people can help you out with where then it's not just one person trying to do everything by themselves. It's let's all make the magic happen. Let's all understand that we're going to entertain together. We're going to entertain each other. We're going to have the time together. Um, it, it doesn't just have to be, you know, hands in the pot. It can also be hands getting the place together. Um, you know, there's a concept of, you um, entertaining where it's called like, um, uh, like relaxed entertaining where it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about like, um, everything looking perfect before everyone comes in. Because if you did, then you would never entertain. Um, you know, sometimes there's still magazines sitting on the coffee table. There's still like crap sitting on the couch. Like everyone's coats are piled up on the recliner. Like, conscript your friends to be like hey can you help clear the decks in some of these places so that we yeah, can all sit yeah. down when everybody gets in. Um, these are all perfectly valid here's a vacuum.
0: Can you run the vacuum right quick? Yeah. The can- there, are, there are 50 copies of, of, of Backyard Chicken sitting on the, on, the toil- on the back of the toilet right now. Um, can you reduce that down to maybe the last three months worth? Um, <laughs> not that I would have the last 15 episodes of Backyard Chicken for bathroom reading. Um, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like people can help in multiple ways, and it doesn't just have to be the cooking. It can be so many different things. Um, and, and and Kev, at, at the end of the day, um, uh, I think we talked about this in the last one, and uh, I think this is the most important point that I have on my list. It's give yourself some grace.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, be willing to forgive yourself. It's not going to be perfect. Right. It's never perfect. I right. have. I have had what I felt was it wasn't perfect, and everybody had a great time, and it was fantastic, right. and no one knew that in the background I was freaking out because um, because of something going on. Um, I think the very first Christmas we had in this house, my ex-wife and I,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I cooked goose. Yes. Traditional, right? What They don't tell you about goose going in. Is that goose is very fatty. Mm-hmm. How fatty do you ask? River fat. Two, two geese, at least a gallon Ooh. of rendered fat. Mm-hmm. Now there is still rendered fat crusted on my oven <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a little slack about cleaning the oven, and uh, so it's 21 year old crust now. But <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Like, show up When you show up, when we eventually get to meet in person, when you come visit or I visit you, like, if you come here, you're going to look at my oven, you're going to be like, go away and get me gloves and, <laughs> and scrubbing chemicals. Um, my ex-wife was allergic to the, the bad chemicals. Mm-hmm. Like, she had a really bad reaction once, so we... And I'm just lazy. So, but... <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's the thing to keep aware of, is that, you know... I didn't know this going in. No one right. knew that I was having this crisis in my kitchen with my brand right. new, like literally it, it had been used maybe a week, brand new stove, and I'm trying to figure out how to get all of this fat out of these roasting pans. Okay. All people knew was that the goose was delicious. Sure. At the end, right? So forgive yourself. Like as long as you're cooking safely, as long as it's cooked fully Right. As long as it, you know, yes, maybe your turkey will come out a little dry. That's fine. People kind of expect it. And that's really why we have cranberry sauce Um, and gravy (laughs) and gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's okay. These things will happen. And it's I have had to learn to just be like. This this is a momentary thing it is not life threatening or damaging right like right. had my had my stove burst into flames okay that's a whole other story that did right. not happen but right. had it, then it would have been a, a whole different and we'd still have you remember that year kevin set the, the kitchen on yeah. fire cooking <laughs> right <laughs> you know as long as it doesn't end with food poisoning right then you know you're no one is going to notice well, like, like
1: the, I, I brought yeah. up the Christmas story. Um, you know, like, A Christmas Story, I think it was um, where... The, the at movie, the end of the yeah, was, literally. Yeah, the movie. Um, dogs came in and ate their Christmas dinner. <laughs> like, they did! Fuck this, let's go to have Chinese. And they went out to a restaurant and... And they did! Dinner. Yeah! And it was lovely. And this is a memory that they had as a family for the rest of their yes. lives.
0: Yeah, and I mean... Despite some of the problems with the movie that we see now as problematic, right. but it's still fucking hysterical, just admit that sure. there are things in it that are problematic. Um, sure. but still that's that's the whole well, if we can't have if we can't do it this way, then we will find a way and it will be the fam right. a family legend. Or maybe right. for all I know they go out and they order a uh, Christmas duck every year after that. Right. Because <laughs> why not? Because mom was right.
1: like, you know what? That dinner was actually really good. That was good. pretty so awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I knew a place that did duck like that, or like, like did Peking duck around here? Yes, I would totally order a Peking duck dinner. Um, right. But that's the thing is like
1: at the end of the day, like we said in the beginning, <clears throat> the entire purpose for the holiday meal is for people to get together um, and see each other that they haven't been able to see each other in a long time. Or even if you do see each other all the time, it's a special occasion that we all take off of work. We, we, Mm. you know, over the hills and far away, whatever the fuck it takes to get together. We managed to find a way to get together. Um, and it's something to be grateful for that you have these people around you. And and it's like, okay, so it didn't come out the way you expected it to. That's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. We'll figure it Did out. Did you
0: guess, wait. I, I I have almost the exact like the exact example of this. Mm. The um it, it has of course the usual sort of religious overtones that all of these yes. do but the peanuts Thanksgiving. Yes. Where they they can't do Turkey, so it's toast with margarine and popcorn. And I'm literally looking at the Wikipedia entry. Pretzel yes. sticks and jelly beans. And they yes. they set up a ping-pong table and chairs to make it, you know, kind of festival in the – festive in the backyard. Yeah,
2: yeah. And,
0: yeah. you know, and it, it all – works out in the end right. or right. dear god the charlie brown christmas special with that poor tree. yes, <laughs> that yes every year right but it's not about the meal it's not about the right. specifics of it it's about being together it's about having that time that mm-hmm. sharing that breaking of right. bread together right right
1: even yeah. if the bread uh, that you bought from Aldi as the bra- as the heat and serve um, burned, because <laughs> listen,
0: scrape that and off Wonder and turn bread it into it bread, bread pudding. Yeah, no <laughs>
1: <Exactly. laughs> loaf of and Wonder Bread. I love bread, me I some bread pudding. garlic bread, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Slice it's it up pudding. and roll with it. Roll it and, and figure it out. And it's like you know, um, I, I, I did this actually leads into the have somebody have the phone a friend. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you know somebody who really loves cooking, who's really into cooking, it's a very good idea to have them on speed dial is to, like, let them know, hey, If I face a crisis, can I call you or can I text you on the day of um, Mm -hmm. and then you can talk me off the ledge? Maybe that's your mother. Maybe that's your sibling. Maybe that's your best friend. Maybe that's um, somebody who's so close to you that they might as well be a brother. Um, Maybe it's some asshole on the productivity podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, The point is, is like, have... Have somebody to bail you out of these situations where you feel like you're out of your depth and, you know, feel like you're drowning and you're like, all right, I think I screwed this up and I don't know what to do now. Uh, phone a friend because sometimes yeah. all that person needs to do is say, actually, it's fine. Make something else or um, actually, it's fine. Just serve it uh, or right. here's how or- you fix it. Or, or whatever that is, just have somebody who is very experienced with cooking in your back pocket. So and maybe you won't need them. That'll be great. Maybe everything turns out perfect, and, right. and you know um, you don't have to worry about. It. But if you find yourself in a in a jam, this goes back to preparation. Call people that you love and be like, "Listen, uh, do you mind if I give you a quick five minute phone call? If I if I feel like I'm out of my depth and I don't know what I'm doing." usually they, that person will be flattered that you asked and say, yes, absolutely. You can call me or um, they'll say, you know, I'm not going to be able to answer my phone, call this person instead and they'll get through to me and I'll be able to whatever point is, is like, if you have somebody who can bail you out of these, um, you know, sometimes let's be honest, self-inflicted
0: panics. um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, it's, It's really helpful. Um, I'm not going to be that phone a friend um, because I am the phone a friend for my family. Um, I, I do remember my cousin Amy. The very first Thanksgiving she had in her house after she had moved down here from Pittsburgh, and um, the the words out of hers and her mother's mouth when I walked in the door was, "Oh, thank God, Kevin's here." <laughs> because, and I'm just like, okay, so what are we doing? We're doing we're doing the the stuffing, well, dressing. And, all right, here's how. Here's what you need. Here's how you put it together. And I'm using, you know, I'm using our grandmother's recipe. Um, right. Uh, you know, my mom and aunt's mother's recipe. And I'm just like, yep, nope, I know it by heart at this point. So here we go. We're going to make this happen. You know, here's what we're going to do for the, I had provided, that was the year we got the 35-pound turkey um, oh, God. from a local farmer. And I had to take apart a turkey the day before. Now, at least I didn't have the thought. But uh, by the way, if you. Turkeys continue to grow as long as they eat. Mm -hmm. And so he thought, I want some bigger turkeys this year. I'll get them a little early. But he got them too early. And so we show up to get our fresh turkey the day before Thanksgiving. He's like, Would you mind taking one of the bigger ones? We're like, Sure, why not? And then I ended up having, you know, a turkey as big, literally as big as my stove on top of it. And having yeah. to break it down so that it was cookable, and it was the, fantastic. It wouldn't I,
1: fit in the oven. Otherwise.
0: It, it wasn't going to fit in anybody's oven. And um, but I, you know, like the breast and a leg was enough to feed eight people. Um, you know, the rest went in the freezer. I gave I gave a friend some uh, some thighs because uh, she had just lost her husband and her kids were there and they hadn't really gotten turkey. And I'm like, here, please take this, take this. Um, and they were, she was so happy. Um, that someone had, you know, and do things, you can do things like that too. Like if, you know, but it was like, yes, I can show up. I know how to do this. All right. I need a bed of root vegetables. We'll put the bird on that and we'll roast it that way so that we get all the juicy goodness in the root vegetables. We have roasted potatoes and carrots with it and we don't have to stress over it. Right. Right? So it, it, it'll work out. Have that friend though. Um and if you are that friend, make yourself available to other people. Sure. As you're able to. As you're,
1: um,
0: able. Right. So <laughs> as me, you're able to I am
1: I am frequently that friend, so on holidays I will yeah. keep my phone on me. Um and I will get text messages throughout the day because they know don't call me because don't call me. Um <laughs> but <laughs> but I'll, right. I'll get text messages and I, I can respond quickly. Um, and and then it's like, all right, cool, cool. I've got, it. I got this. No worries. Um, yeah. But like, ask, again, this goes back to asking for help. It's like, you don't have to do yeah. this all by yourself. It's like, you have people who love you, who you love, who um, will be there for you. Um, and, and, you know, if, if anyone has any vegan questions about Thanksgiving on the days leading up, email me altveg a l t v e g at me.com, um, yep. and I will answer your vegan related questions. I don't know crap about meat, so that is a abstract concept for me. If you ask me about I've... mock meat, I don't know crap about that either. <laughs> <laughs> Do not understand
0: it. <laughs> so so no so none of that lovely sort of like gluten. Yeah, meatiest thing for you. Yeah, the no, milk, I, I don't know what to anything. do
1: with it. I never had oh, okay. to bother with it, so because like there's right. so much other vegan food to eat that I'm more than happy to make that. Like, there you
2: ask go. me yeah.
1: about ask me about what to do with potatoes. I will talk your ear off about that. in one of these <laughs> days, <laughs> we should talk about the productivity of potatoes
0: because I would love
1: to have a potato episode. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's
0: okay. not just it's not just potatoes let's I, I mean you you have the entire uh, so you have the potatoes and the nightshades so potatoes and tomatoes and eggplant but you've also got the brassica you're right. like by the way that folks is, if you didn't know this go look this yeah they're all the same plant yeah like genetically they're all the same plant they've just been yeah. tweaked yes so
1: they all they're all cabbage, cabbage, Brussels, yes. sprouts, kale, yes. Yes. cauliflower, yes. broccoli, like all this is a yep. huge, huge bunch of food that comes from that brassica family. Um, yes. and then there's the one that comes from beets, you know, like Swiss chard and rainbow chard and yes. beets and yes. you know beet greens and all the other shit. The point is, it's like, you ask me what to do with those veggies. I got you, I can help you out. Um, it's so like email me that's fine i'll, I'll give yeah. you a hand you want meat related shit ask kevin kevin at sunny.com
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right um and uh, and yeah and i touched on this i think once and hmm. i think it's worth going back to do not under any circumstances stuff your turkey right right if you if you want to have that presentation of a stuffed turkey Great, cook the turkey all the way, put your dressing inside of it and maybe hit it with a torch or a little extra heat so that it gets a crispy outside. But if you want food poisoning, like stuffing the turkey is often how you get food poisoning. Right. Because it won't the, the juices that come out won't be cooked all the way, they'll be embedded in the bread. The bread might right. the, the the stuffing won't cook all the way or maybe, you know, or you have to overcook it to the point where the bird is now basically sand when you're cutting it up Um, it's so dry don't just don't do a separate dressing and if you want to present it like stuffed at the table great stuff it at the last minute right if you want the spices in there it's perfectly fine I chop an onion in half and I just put the whole thing in there and let it wet into the bird I put um, my parsley my sage my rosemary my thyme Yes. Yes. You know, inside the bird, I'll rub it down. Yes. Um, by the way, secret for those of you who you want that extra crispy skin, mayonnaise. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mayonnaise on the skin, like, but you know, cook it in the foil tent. That's a lot, and then at the very end, then do a quick broil to crisp up the skin. If you just if you leave it uncovered to roast, it's going to get dry. Yes. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to your guests. Right. Um, it's you know, it's these are these are all things they're they're said over and over on the internet. But seriously, folks, don't like cook stuffing in the bird. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, make a dressing, uh, which is basically your stuffing, but in a pan on the side.
1: Right. Um, Um, And actually, real quick, Kevin, I I did want to address the vegans in the audience. I know there's probably like two of you. um, And I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think um, part of the um, nervousness and or the um, crappiness of vegan holiday meals tends to be where you try to replicate everything that you had as an omnivore on the vegan way, and to be honest, you can you can substitute like cashew milk with heavy cream in your mashed potatoes, and it will come out delicious, yep. and it'll taste good, and it'll be fine. You can substitute yep. like the vegan butter for the um, the, the cow's milk butter um, when you're making like garlic bread or something like that. It'll come out fine. It'll taste amazing. It'll be great. Um, you can yep. substitute the vegan butter in your pie crust. It'll come out fine. It'll be great. No worries. Yep you're not going to take a tofu turkey and make it taste like turkey, nor should you, nor should you want to, if you want to, you know, live your best life, do what you got to do. But I I think um, part of the um, excitement of vegan food for me is that it's, it changes the paradigm of what a meal looks like. So your typical standard American diet meal is a meat as the center point And then the side dishes that go with it. Um, How the rest of the world tends to eat is that you have some kind of grain food, bread, pasta, rice, wheat, whatever. And then the stuff that goes with that thing um, as the sides. So, yes, you'll have meat, but the meat is not the main player. It's kind of like a flavoring. It's a side dish. It's a whatever. If you go away from the concept that you have to have a giant piece of protein on your plate and then surrounded by these little, you know, insignificant little side dishes you're going to set yourself (laughs) up for disappointment um rather um there's nothing wrong with making a meal out of like a really hearty stew or a soup or something like that yeah and then a buttload of toppings that go on top of it like um you know you make a chili and like how many toppings can you think of off the top of your head that go really good on a chili? You, you make like a, yep. you make like a vichy you know, potato and, and leek soup. Um, and you grind it down and you puree it. There's a billion things that you can add to it that make it really delicious. And this is oh, that yeah. broccoli, this is that cauliflower and potato soup that I was telling Kevin about that he's going to put the recipe up for. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, day. it's yeah. And, uh, And, again, backup plan. Hey, you have a backup plan right there, right? You've got all these potatoes off to the side. Something's going wrong. Okay, we're having a baked potato bar for the meal, you know? Right. Okay, most of the turkey is burnt, but we'll get the good bits. We'll chop those up, and we'll just put it on top of the potatoes, on top of roast potatoes, right? Right. Yes
1: or or we're combining all these disparate ingredients half of which we had to scrape off because it got burnt and then we're going to toss it with cream of sodium soup throw some french's onions on top shove it in the oven for (laughs) about a half
0: hour there you go done right and it's done
1: yeah and it's done and it's a casserole and guess what that's our main dish but the point is it's like to the vegans out there don't feel that first off you have to apologize for your food give it flavor give it some fat give it some you know love give it some you know something give it some garlic like do what you need to do to get flavorful um and and don't try to make it something that it's not and 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 just rethink your paradigm rethink your 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 way of looking at a meal and you'll be a lot happier at the end of the day because to be honest um even um when i was uh eating dairy and eggs and the rest of it Most of my favorite stuff was the side dishes. It was always the side dishes. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I've always loved all the sides more than the main course. Um, And so, you know, if if you literally decide we're going to have a holiday meal of just side dishes and everybody brings a side, you know, make it like a potluck style type of situation and we go. Oh, yeah. Actually, I forgot to mention that. Um, One of the techniques that um, one of uh, my my, my eldest brother's wife, um, they tend to cook exactly as much as they need for one meal. Um, right. and whenever extra people come over unexpectedly, they just add another course. Uh, they add another dish so that everybody takes a little bit less of whatever's on the table and it still gets finished. So, like, right. if you're, if you're trying to do a vegan meal, um, and you have a bunch of people coming up, just make more dishes. It's fine because the thing it's is, it's like, don't make massive quantities of one thing, hoping that it gets finished. Make a bunch of different things, because then if one fails, you still have 17 other things to eat. You'll be OK. Right. Uh, but like rethink <clears throat> what a meal looks like, because it can be exciting and different and unique. And like you go to these fancy restaurants, these, you know, Michelin star restaurants where it's like a, a, a uh, they call it a tasting meal or whatever, a tasting course. Right, right. Uh, $600 a person sitting down and they give you tiny little portions of like 10-15 different things those are fucking amazing meals I enjoy them a lot um, oh yeah yeah so yeah I mean god maybe you don't Tap see us. the plating and the, the, the rest of the kooky stuff like the you know restaurants yeah. do but what you can do is buffet style of the same thing serve everybody on very small plates so that everybody tries like one thing at a time tastes it goes back for seconds or uh, tries different things make make stupid small plates like tapas where you, you pass them around yeah. and it's a little bit of this and that a lot of times it, you don't need to go kooky and, and and try to replicate what the omnivores eat because the, the, <laughs> what, what's cool about the vegans is that we can go way off the deep end and try, try something completely different and and enjoy it for what it is and then right. if it's not trying to be something it's not, nobody expects it to be. And they're like, I can appreciate
2: yeah. this for what it is.
0: And, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, I believe we yelled about this multiple times on Kevin <laughs> and I, eat cheap. Where it'd be have. like, if, if you're going to eat chicken, just can eat a chicken. Right. Don't don't try to fake chicken. Um, right. right. Or, you know, this would be great if it were really meat and not whatever so right yeah
1: by all means like if if you want to try the veggie meats go go nuts it's fine but don't try to make it like the focus of the thing like whole foods sells this uh vegan chicken nugget that's actually pretty good um i've had people try it say you know it's 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 delicious it's it's not a chicken nugget but it's delicious on its own fine like, <laughs> there you go okay great yeah let it let it be its own thing um and and, and Kev, we've even we've even ranted about this before where it's like i don't want a veggie burger that's going to taste like a burger or smell like a burger i want it to be like way off the deep end i want it to have beans and vegetables and like mushrooms yeah and other weird shit in there i want it oh, to have no. spices and all kinds of shit. So it's not going to be a burger, but it's going to be delicious. And I don't need it to be a burger. I don't need it to taste like one. It's just going to be delicious on its own. Um, yes. So this is. But again, like one of the um, there's a vegan cookbook author, um, Issa Chandra Moskowitz, where um, she's written a bunch of cookbooks, and one of her primary cardinal rules is never apologize for your food. Yeah. Um, if it didn't come out the way you intended it. Well, that's what I intended all along. Uh, Whether or not you like it is up to you, but this is what I intended. Here's the food. (laughs) There you go. That's it. Um, And that goes back to giving yourself some grace where it's like, you know, don't apologize for food. You worked hard to make it. Um, People have worked hard to come see you. When you start apologizing for things and you're like, oh, it didn't come out quite. They don't want to hear all that. They don't care about that. They're just happy to be with you.
0: (laughs) Wow. Um. Do we have anything left to cover? I think we covered it. <laughs> All right. So, so I was just, I was just confirming that the other, that the first half of this recorded fine, and I've already got it in GarageBand. So we're going to wrap up, and I'm just going to get this ready to go out the door. Um, and there will be a break, folks, uh, as you've noticed by now that I did, I did have our musical interlude because I just can't think of not having the musical interlude at these once. Um, so the first thing I have for you, you know, um, is. Uh, what should our word of the week be?
1: Oh, God. Actually, I'm yeah. Kind
2: of so <laughs> <silky>. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Just yes. Okay, yes. So, Kofirky <laughs> is your badge code this week, folks. Um, and you can go to productivityalchemy.com and you can enter that where it says badge code and you will get a badge. And while you're there, you can find out all about badges. Um, We issue open badges, and there's a link there for uh, how to and what open badges are and all that sort of thing. You'll also see a link there that says support. And I'm not going to turn down your money, but as Ursula and I have said in the past, um, we are doing fine, and we're we're not hurting, and so many people in the world are. Um, And so Dino... Who is our, where should people send their money instead of to, to uh, us?
1: I want people to send money to Trans Lifeline. Um, had a couple of kids that I knew uh, growing up, which just recently came out as trans. Um, and uh, it has helped them to mm-hmm. still be alive. Um, and okay. if we can keep more of our, you know, trans kids alive, I think that's a
0: good cause. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, and that, and it's not, yeah, not just kids not just kids they are adults who struggle sure. with it they're you know sure. when uh, uh, because they, because they you know again found family right found family is yes. a huge thing and um, but we want to make sure and to clarify gonna,
1: they don't struggle with being trans they struggle with the bullshit that the rest of the world gives them for being trans right. <laughs>
0: right 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 absolutely. absolutely absolutely this is this is not yeah um, and uh, no i i have several friends uh co-workers who have utilized their services and who have who um speak of it very highly and so i cannot yes. think of a better thing to give to and that's that all right um we thank did you it. so
1: much
0: <laughs> we did <laughs> it yes <We> it.
1: <laughs> yes in less than six um, hours somehow
0: <laughs> in less than six hours yes and um yeah no been absolutely fantastic and uh Y'all go out, enjoy your holiday, and uh, for once do your best to not be productive. Now, this is where Ursula says something witty.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <I'm> stop.
2: <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect.